one of my favorite passages in the entire 66 books of the Bible of the over 40 authors that have been divinely inspired to write their experiences, their emotions, their thoughts, and also, and I would say probably overlaps everything, what God inspired them to write. The Bible is many things. It's a library. It's a it's a diary. It's a journal. It's a history book. Um, I would even go as far as to say that there are science sprinkled in it, though it's not a science book at all. But <clears throat> one of the most profound passages, one of the most life-giving passages, one of the most hopeful and like it's really like a spring of like hope in darkness comes from arguably the saddest place in the entire bible the saddest book the book is literally called lamentations and to lament means to like mourn to weep uh to cry um, it's this deep place of, of sorrow and expressed uh, sadness and outcry. And, you know, just to give a little bit of context, because I think that that's extremely important. Um, the book of Jeremiah, uh, which is about the prophet Jeremiah and how at a very young age, uh, God called him and said, hey, you're going to be a prophet. I'm going to use you to speak to Israel. And he was really young so much that he viewed it as an obstacle. Um, And honestly, I can relate because if God were to call me, you know, like as a teen or adolescent or whatever, um, and he said, hey, I want you to speak to the entire United States of America. It's like, why would these people that have so much more experience, uh, intelligence, maturity, as a whole listen to anything that i have to say much less if i claim to hear from god as if i glow in the dark i'm special and i have this message and god essentially told jeremiah like yo don't don't worry about that like i'm gonna use you and so jeremiah out of faith because i feel like you know he brought about some very logical questions and concerns you know did just that and it's interesting because when it comes to like entrepreneurship when it comes to uh careers endeavors um we tend to look at things as a binary it's either successful or it failed and when it comes to like ministry you know this this life of servitude this excuse me this 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 pursuit of wanting to help people and um serve them you know, uh, fueled by a love of God that pours out into a love of people. Um, it's it's kind of weird to look at it like that, but um, some, whether it's tongue in cheek, have said that Jeremiah has probably had one of the most unsuccessful ministries because, you know, today, unfortunately, um, some churches are viewed upon in a very statistical manner where it's like how many quote unquote souls and they kind of quantify this this thing where it's like how many people have you brought to Christ and 
I get it, you know, to a degree on one side, it's kind of like, you know, you obviously want to bring as many people as possible to Jesus. And, you know, on the side that, you know, could kind of look at it in a different perspective would be like, you know, people are also not meant to be statistics um, or should not be like a measure of success. You know, after all, Jesus really had 11 followers by the end of his three year earthly ministry. You know, would we dub him a failure? Nonetheless, Jeremiah was not able to bring one person to turn from the messages and the preachings, the, pro- the, the, the prophecies that he brought upon Israel. And the interesting thing about Jeremiah is that God caused him to say the truth, obviously, because this is God saying it. But it was during a time where there were so many other prophets saying the exact opposite. So here, you know, Israel had um, just been super unfaithful to God. They've been committing adultery. They've been an idolatry, worshiping other gods, even after um the miracles and testimonies that their uh, fathers and their ancestors have passed down. And I don't know if they saw it as folklore. I don't know if maybe for them, they just didn't care, or maybe they just didn't see it in their lives. And they felt that this was nothing more than just a, a passed down tradition. Nonetheless, a very real God saw this distancing and used Jeremiah to say, Hey, come back, come back you know, and this, this kind of plea to return to God. And sometimes a very, very, very strong language, uh, was used because it wasn't just this like, Hey guys, come back. You know, I miss you. It was this very, uh, strong, raw, like almost as if you're calling your, your, your spouse who's been in adultery for so long saying, Hey, I loved you with everything in me. And, and it's not this passive thing. It's this, this very fiery love, you know, for a lack of a better term, it was a very fiery love, but because, you know, uh, God like essentially was, was a father to these people, this paternal love also warned them that if you go continue down this route where you are getting further and further away from me, um, this is what's going to happen. As a matter of fact, this is what's going to happen because you guys are not going to turn back. So Jeremiah was tasked with having to preach the most unpopular sermons during that generation. And every other prophet would say, no, God showed me that everything's going to be okay. God's going to bring about peace. And he would say things that one can argue it was going to make people feel better. It was going to make people feel encouraged. And it makes me think, even as I'm speaking, that, you know, encouragement is obviously a good thing. But in the context of people going down a very dangerous path, is it a good thing? Should we encourage individuals who perhaps are going down a a route that could eventually bring their demise should we not mention the dangers of their actions and try to cater to their feelings and their emotions instead and that's what was going on i'll let you ponder that point because there's a ton of modern application to that but i digress jeremiah essentially failed 
all right at least in the way that you know in, in today's society and maybe through the human lenses um he was not able to bring back the people of Israel um and essentially everything happened um everything that god said would happen happened they were held captive um they went to war they lost there were so many casualties and jeremiah um saw his countrymen his family his natives um the people around him his neighbors uh blood relatives i'm sure all taken all taken into captivity into slavery and i feel like the only thing that i could do mentally would be to like recap movies or documentaries where people are being taken away um in this sort of tragic separation of and and just violence and sadness and just dreariness and after this Jeremiah wrote the book of lamentations this entire book is essentially Jeremiah pouring out his heart of all the the grief sadness depression uh trauma just everything you know i'm not trying to make it about something it's not but it's just this deep despair i mean it's called lamentations and you know these aren't just this sort of like empty like hey i'm sad but this is also conversational in the aspect that he's talking both about god and he's talking to god and i feel like there's a little bit of a um interchangeable interchanging discourse here where he's talking about god and then you could kind of tell he's praying to god and it's this very interesting dynamic um but chapter 3 okay and remember i i said that this is one of the most um encouraging and beautiful passages so chapter 3 you know jeremiah is talking um essentially how he has seen affliction and he talks about god in what almost sounds and i say almost because you know i'll get there in this accusatory form where it's like and 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 i i believe he's being honest you know uh absolutely honest about the way he feels about the way that he sees things um i don't know i I'm, i don't have the theological uh education or the confidence to say hey god was actually doing these things i'll let you do the research um but the point is he's he's expressing himself and you know he's saying god is blocking my prayers and he's putting boulders you know to kind of block me in and he uses very strong um analogies and poetic language to express essentially how he feels like god not only took all his hope away but he's also um actively pushing him down in life and 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 he's just at this really really dark place at some point he even goes as far as to say and i read the esv um he says that i've even forgotten what happiness is i want to pause there because i i i don't know maybe who's listening to this um obviously i mean you maybe i don't know i have no idea who in what part of the world could ever probably hear this um you know for jeremiah there's obvious uh historical context to this but 
maybe you are in a place where just it's been storm after storm and I, and I hate using these sort of generic things but I feel like sometimes that that seems to be like the best analogy like this storm is just raining on you there's just this weight um and you may have even forgotten what happiness feels like um I don't know I I I I pray that this encourages you and maybe maybe even if that's not you maybe if you can only relate to it to a certain degree um because I'm not going to sit here and, I, and and pretend like I I know what it would feel like to see my entire family, friends and loved ones and people um I grew up around and everything uh be taken away and killed and murdered, pillaged before me. Um knowing that I felt like I had tried everything in terms of like being obedient to what God told me to do. Um to make sure that this doesn't happen to 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 help prevent this. And I don't know if maybe like he f- and again this is just me trying to put myself in in the shoes of someone that of just something so unrelatable because again, you know, I'm I'm never gone through anything like that. I don't know if there was maybe a survivor's guilt or just this crushing sense of defeat and maybe despair. I'm just feeling like God, I listen to you. How come things aren't better? If I did what you told me to do, how was it that it seems like the reward of listening to you and the entire purpose of me doing this was to help others, but now I'm seeing the exact opposite. I'm seeing destruction. I'm seeing you condemn. I'm seeing you destroy and and you punish. Anyway, when we get to about verse 23 right and i actually want to read it um it's it's very interesting down to verse 22 21 actually he says but this i call to mind like he remembers this and therefore i have hope the steadfast love of the lord never ceases his mercies never come to an end they are new every morning great is your faithfulness in the in 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 the middle of all this and i believe that he's being extremely honest and genuine with god he says yo but but there's this there's this one truth right everything i just like I just said is is me pouring out my heart and whether he knows it or not he's being inspired by God to to write these things and he says but here's like this thing that I I I remember and it's like this truth that's above every truth and it gives me hope so be, d- despite all this despair and 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 mourning and lamentation and depression and and hopelessness I have this one greater truth. It obviously doesn't make everything go away, but it's but it's he says I have hope. And I kind of feel like for somebody say something like this is cuz hey, like both exist, but this one true higher hope exists forever. You know? Um he's and and that truth is that the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. as in it's it's forever and never ends this love of god which is crazy because this is if if i highly encourage you 
um, to read the book of Lamentations chapter three and just read all this, everything that he's saying about God. It's, I, I, I bet you if you've never read the Bible or you haven't read it in a very long time, some of this language is almost like I'm surprised this is in the Bible because I think that, you know, at least from the outside looking in, it would be easy to assume that the Bible um, never really talks ill or bad about God. And here's the crazy part is that he's not. He's just being honest. You know, like this is this is somebody that has just witnessed um, some of the most violent acts and probably the most violent and, 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 and tragic just tragedy in his entire lifetime. And he's writing about how he feels and, and, and this feeling about God. And he says his mercies never come to an end. Like I like I know that despite all of this, God's love never ends. So even though he, he he was still able to express all this, but he still didn't change his mind about the character of God. And he didn't say this like, you know, I, I like there was this confidence that I read in it, the like this hope that I have, like this thing that I remember, this truth, this objective truth that is love never ends. And then verse 23, they are new every morning every time i wake up it's like a renewed mercy it's it's another chance it's this i woke up and 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 though i may have committed whatever sins or whatever um maybe i said all this to god maybe i said all this about god i was angry at god and you know i, I may even discouraged others to join closer to god whatever the case may be he still out of that goodness, that, that love that never ends still woke me up. Yeah. I'm not getting my way. Um, things aren't going the way that I really hoped for, but, um, I know that he's loving and yet he still hasn't, you know, gotten rid of me. I'm still here. And I, and I love the second part of that verse. Great is your faithfulness. He's faithful. He is always true to himself, to his love, to his justice, his mercy, his love, his wrath, his everything about God. He is faithful to himself and he's also faithful to us. And that might sound weird because I have no idea who you are listening to this, but Let's just remember, like Jeremiah just said all these things about God, you know, and just to kind of give you a little bit of a, this, this is, this is the same dude that just said, he has made my flesh and my skin waste away. He has broken my bones. He has besieged and enveloped me with bitterness and tribulation. He attributes everything that's going on to him to God. He's like, I'm bitterness because he enveloped me with bitterness. Like, this is not like he gave me this. He has made me dwell in darkness like the dead of long ago. God caused all these events. God caused these, my, like me to be able to have the ability to feel these emotions. Though I call and cry for help, he shuts out my prayer. He feels as though God's not even listening to him. And despite all this, he says, but I know that he, he's loving and that his mercies are new every day and great is your faithfulness. 
and and I almost wasn't gonna put any of this stuff. And if I'm, you know, just for total transparency, because you know, um, I feel like that is a superpower. Um, because rather than just hiding, you know, thoughts and things like behind shame and fear, I think vulnerability just brings all those to the full front, and then God gets to do what He wants to do with those feelings, you know, uh, to hopefully bless others. <clears throat> but I felt, you know, in just two episodes in, like, and 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 just, you know disclaimer i have some great shows lined up for you guys but i i felt all right you know i don't know if i by myself have the weight to carry a show by myself and you know with some of the impacts that i've gotten behind the scenes and, and you guys have been overwhelmingly encouraging um but just hearing how it may it, it's blessed some people and how it has the capability of blessing others and it's not so much the podcast it's not me but just like what god does like god could use a tree he could use the rain he could use the sky like he used the sky to attract me to him um but i i felt like i i it's it's not even about me and i feel like that's what encouraged jeremiah to even pursue this whole thing to begin with i'm young i'm inexperienced i'm this that and the third god but I, I I trust you, and 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 I, I I believe in your your wisdom and your genius that you are going to use me in the, in, the, in such a manner that is necessary, that is loving, and that ultimately brings you glory one way or another. Um, and I want to I hope that encourages you too. I feel like there's a lot of layers to this that I pray encourages you um, to not be afraid uh, to to go about you know, that calling, um, whatever that calling is, I kind of hate when people say that, but yet I still felt compelled to say that. Um, I don't know. I, I just, I just, I just pray that you can find life in your lamentations, that you can find light in your darkness. And remember that that light has a source and that source is God. And I just, I really, really wanted to share this with you um, because I feel like we are very quick to disqualify ourselves, to condemn ourselves, to really uh, treat ourselves in such a negative way. And I'm all for self-love and taking care of yourself, treating yourself. Um, But I also want to remind us that ultimately our value comes from somewhere um, and that is in our creator and that even the ability to love myself, even the ability to recognize myself as valuable, that that doesn't come from nowhere. It, it comes from God. Like, I, I believe that. I, I don't believe that that there is a love that exists in, in purity um, outside of God's ability or just who God is. Um, I hope that didn't sound too amb- ambiguous, but uh, nonetheless just to all that stuff because the world's already against you um there's the devil who's against you whoever your ops are they're against you you shouldn't be against you always remember to push back god bless and have a great day